Hello, and welcome to another edition of The Globe, uh, a football podcast delivered by World Football Index. Uh, you may recognize my voice. I'm Frank Crivello. Yes, The Globe is Italian style once again. Uh, and I've got a little help. Uh, my fellow co-host at Syria Sit Down, where you can hear us on WFI, Richard Carmen, is along for the ride. Ciao, Richard. Ciao, Frank. What a day, huh? Yeah, what a what a what a past few days. What a summer. Oh man, <laughs> so, no kidding. It's just uh, it's 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 insane. And um, for all of you that um, you know are tuning into this, uh, you know, unless you've been living under a rock, and you know, we'll inform you. We're using the globe to talk about uh, the shock signing of the summer, Leonardo Bonucci leaving Juventus for rivals AC Milan. Uh, the deal is believed to be in the neighborhood of 40 million euros with 2 million in bonuses. Uh, Bonucci will put pen to paper that will make him a Milan player through June of 2022. Richard, I'll ask, I'll, I'll ask you first, uh, your thoughts as this story was developing because the Milan fans like us, we were watching this closely and just kind of take everybody else through Take, take everybody else through what Milan fans like you and I were going through in the kind of in, in kind of the events that led uh, to Bonucci arriving at Casa Milan on Friday. Okay, I'm gonna take this from the sensible Milan fans, not the ones that are just you know balls to the wall all the time. So <laughs> as the story was developing, you know we've we've been through this for many many years where you hear rumors and it never comes to fruition. So when we first heard about Leonardo Bonucci. You know, I know I'm sure you were. I was definitely sitting like, okay, that's, that's all right, but I'm not going to believe it until I see something. And then the right names started talking about it. Di Marzio, uh, Gab Marcotti, um, all the big, all the, all the credible reporters started talking about it. And you're like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me pay attention to a little bit, just a little bit more. And then I was, I guess it was yesterday morning, um, in Italy, Bonucci's at Juventus's training, training camp and, and all of a sudden, he leaves camp, and you're like, everyone's saying he's going to Milan, and you're like, eh, I still don't believe it. I mean, he could be going anywhere. He could be going home, doctor, who knows. But then he shows up in Milan, and then I was like, oh, wait, 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 wait what? This is happening? Are you serious? And, I, I mean, I was freaking out. If you were watching the videos of people in Milan, they, they crowded Casa Milan, you know, as soon as, as soon as Bonucci pulled up. I mean, they just mobbed him. I mean, that's how I say. I'm, I'm, I was ready to cry. I think you, you told me that you're, you're starting to cry. I mean, this is unbelievable. It's such a, a top world class player going from one rival to another. I mean, we joked about it earlier, you know, before all the signings started happening, that who would be a perfect dance partner, if you will, for Romagnoli? And we both, you know, said, hey, Bonucci. But no way in hell did we think Juventus would ever sell Bonucci to, to their rival. And then all of a sudden it happens, and you're like, wait, wait, wait what? I mean, I'm just mind blown right now. I'm just. I've been on a high for the last 24 to 48 hours. What about you? It's oh gosh, I, yeah. It's uh, it's it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to come down from this. I mean, I'm back to uh, you know playing the Milan anthem on my way to work at my real job. Yeah, <laughs> from yeah. my phone. Um, you know, it's just kind of all of those sensations from uh, uh, you know, from the very early days. I've been a Milan fan for 30 years, and uh, you know, the sensations of those Arrigo Sacchi teams, Ancelotti's teams in the you know, in the uh, mid 2000s, it's just like all of those are starting to come back. I mean, and it's still not real to me that this that this team exists yet, that this project exists. I see it in the news and I see it on paper. But when they kick off match week one uh, yeah. in Syria is where it's going to finally hit me. Uh, yeah. You know, we don't know what the schedule is yet. We don't know where their first game's going to be, if it's home or away. 
but that's where it's really gonna that's where it's really gonna catch me. As far as the transfer itself, you know, Milan had been the story in Italy for much of the summer and right. for parts of Europe for the players that they were signing. And you take a look at the players that they were signing. Okay, they started by getting in Matteo Musacchio. Uh, and everybody said, okay, there's your partner for Romagnoli. Yep. Ricardo Rodriguez. Uh, Frank Kessie comes along. Andre Silva they robbed FC Porto for, uh, considering his talent and his potential. And then, uh, you know, Fabio Barini they get on the cheap because they know Lapadula is going to go somewhere else with everybody that's coming in. You get a guy that can play more than one forward position and not somebody that you necessarily need to be a regular first teamer. You get, hell, oh, there's so many of them. I can't remember. Uh, Hakan, yeah. Chalan, Hakan Chalanoglu. Uh, pretty good pronunciation. Know, from, from Leverkusen. Yeah, I was pretty close. I've been practicing that one. I figure we're going to be talking about a lot of them in the, ne- in the next season. I better get it right. Uh, <laughs> you know, Andrea Conti comes over. Gianluigi Donnarumma renews. His brother comes along. And then this whammy. You know, the, these first several signings, and then, you know, Lucas Bealy obviously is also part of this mix. Yeah. These are signings that says, okay, they're building a squad to contend for Syria that can also do well in the Europa League. Leonardo Bonucci transcends AC Milan's project in a hurry. Absolutely. And signals their intent of what they're going to be. Um, you know, this is the one, you know, that, that, that first worldie, I like to call them worldies, is miles away. You know, the next one could be blocks away. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we're that's what we're looking at. That's this group. Marco Fassoni and Max Mirabelli has gotten Milan fans greedy again. And they've gotten the rest of the world talking about AC Milan again. When's the last time I that's think, happened? It's yeah. been 60, six years maybe. Ten years, I'd say. Yeah. Ten years when yeah. they won the when they won last won the champions. I mean the impact that you know the Chinese money has had, but it's not just them it's not just the money. You gotta have guys in there that know how to spend it. And the job that Marco Fassoni and Max Mirabelli have done. Miracle workers. Um, I mean, this is, I, I, I can't find another Mercato that is as good as this. This is, might you know? be the greatest transfer campaign in history, in my opinion. Out of any and they're team. Not, and they're, and not, they're done. not done. Correct? They're not done. There's still six weeks. Yeah. You, never, you still never know who's coming. I mean, reading the papers today, there's talk that they want to bring Renato Sanchez on loan uh, for two seasons from Bayern Munich with an option to buy. And I option's a perfect word because you don't know. If he's going to find the pitch with some of the midfielders that are there, another you know, name, another name they've been talking about is Luka Modric from from Real Madrid. Now that's starting to get starting to gain some momentum too. And uh, and then and then at striker Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, he's not going to China. China's transfer transfer window just shut. So if he's moving, he's moving somewhere in Europe. And Andrea Barlotti, uh, you know, I mean, they're back to being linked with names that are Milan quality. And actually, uh, Alva Morata's name just popped up today again. It sort of came back again. So there's, I mean, their names are everywhere. They're looking yeah. for everybody. Yeah. I mean, it just takes one to really push this uh, project to another gear. And that one was Leonardo Bonucci. That, what this, that is what this means for AC Milan. It's a win for AC Milan. And it's a win for Italian football. The best defender in the world is going to stay in Syria. Yes, uh, absolutely. You, you know, and, and uh, you know, people are saying, you know, Godin and, and Ramos, and, and they're very good players. But I'll take Bonucci any time, any day. You know, he's got better defensive qualities than those two, better passer of the ball. Um, you know, Sergio Ramos and Godin are great finishers on set pieces. They're better than Bonucci in those cases. But Bonucci's no slouch. He scored his goals. Fantastic uh, goals, too. Yeah. Um, you know, I would, I would take, you know, and some of it's biased, but I would take Bonucci over those two guys at any time. This is transcend this trend. Like I said, this transcends Milan's project. It signals the intent of who they're going to be. It signals the intent that they're ready to be back among 
Europe and the world's elite. Uh, that's what this does for AC Milan. And that's why you see such elation, uh, you know, in such, uh, uh, you know, chest pounding, uh, if you will, yeah. uh, Milanisti on social media or just walking the streets and, uh, you know, and all this, you know, and all of this other stuff. I mean, I, I was, uh, uh, messaging with a couple of people on Twitter, just direct messages talking about this is a dream, isn't it? And I said, that, I said, well, I, I'm not waking up. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is a good, up. yeah, yeah, this is a good one. So, you know, this immediately puts, let me ask you this question. All right. Cause I did the way too early preseason prediction, uh, of Syria, you know, based on how the teams looked. And I had Juventus first, Napoli second, Milan third, Roma fourth. Does Milan, move up with this deal so read that read that top four again for me one more time juventus my my blog said juventus one napoli two milan three roma four does does milan move up um i okay the milan in me says yes the milan fan in me says yes but looking at this logically juventus and napoli more importantly and also roma they have chemistry you can't build chemistry overnight um, Milan, these Milan players are going to have to build chemistry, so it's not. It's going to take several weeks to maybe several months for them to build that chemistry where they're all familiar with each other, know where each other is going to go. And Roma, Napoli, and Roma are way ahead of them at this point. I'm going to stay with Milan in third because I think with what's going on in Roma, they can surpass Roma and be ahead of them. But I think Napoli and Juventus are still too strong. To with their chemistry to overpass them. Now, if they if they if they if they mesh quickly, sky's the limit. But I think I mean, third or fourth, but I definitely third is good as a good bet right now. Mm-hmm. And that's where I temper my expectations because these guys still have to play games, exactly. you know. And there's going to be some drop points along the way until they get together and get it right. You just that's you you pretty much have to expect that. But let's talk about Juventus. You know, because I think you and I are under the agreement that Juventus are going to be fine. Yeah. Um, there's all sorts of stories emerging about why this is happening. You know, Benucci, you know, in a rift with Allegri. Geez, we've heard that before as Milan fans have it. <laughs> um, Andrea and, Pirlo, anyone? Yep. Yep. And now it's reversed to anything to, you know, a locker room scuffle at halftime of the of the Champions League final, which I don't know how much weight you can put on that. Actually, you know, you know what I heard today? Uh, Mary Mandzukic came out and I don't know how true this is, how true this is. But Mary Mandzukic came out and said it was actually Alves and Bonucci were fighting each other and, and Allegri broke them up. And then eventually during this you know breakup, he said, just get your shit together and we're going to you guys are out of this team after this game. And it kind of worked out because like, you know Alvis's contract got terminated, um, and Bonucci eventually eventually left. Um, so that's what it sounded like. Now before they said you were mentioning Dybala, Barzali, uh, Chiellini, but now it, we're, according to Menzukic, it was just Alves and uh, Bonucci trying to fight each other. Yeah, I saw that. I think it was something about Danny Alves says I'm still going to have three Champions League yeah. wins whether we win tonight or not. So and. Exactly. and uh, I also just I think I saw a blurb just prior to us getting on and recording that that was totally that that was actually totally fake that that wasn't uh, really Mario Mandzukic. So you, you, the only guys that are going to know what went on in that dressing room at halftime of that game are the guys that were in the locker room wearing the black and white and the coaches and the rest of the staff. So um, you know that might have been there for that. So it's it's you know hard to you know confirm or deny any kind of any kind of speculation like that. But I mean Bonucci went from talking about his loyalty to Juventus and wanting to remain and wanting to be the captain, you know, what, in spring? Yeah. Um, not too long ago to, you know, to this. So something had to happen uh, along the way. And, uh, you know, 
as a Milan fan who saw what happened to Andrea Pillo, I would buy the Allegri story first. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, this, this locker room thing, we're not going to know. No. Uh, you know, only the guys that were in the only, only guys that were in the locker room at halftime of that game know, as I said. But like you said, um, I think you know Juventus is going to be fine. They have Daniela Rugani, they got Mattia Benatia, um, they have the Caldara who got to bring back from loan. Juventus mm-hmm. are going to be fine in the back end. And now they just signed Douglas Costa. There's rumors they're going to get Tony Cruz. Juventus are going to be more than fine. Yeah, there's there's no problem. Juventus is still the brand name. You know, they're still the team they're still the team in Syria. They are still the team to beat. You still have Gigi Buffon in goal. Uh, this might be his. This might be his final season. We'll see. I know it's going to be his final uh, run with the Azzurri. If you know, should they make the World Cup next year? But uh, you know, there's some there's some depth there at that center back position. And then they've got, like you said, Caldara, who's on loan at Atalanta, who will join the team in fall of 2018, unless they try to exercise something earlier. You've got uh, uh, Spinazzola, also on loan at, at yeah. Atalanta, who'll join Juventus next year. Um, it's it's just sick what they have out there on loan that they can call back and still and still put together a strong team and still be one of the best teams, if not you know the best team in Serie A. So, is this a bit of a PR hit for Juventus as far as they're regarding them as elite among Europe? I think yes. Yes. Um, you know you can't allow uh, a guy you know that should have been your bandiera, if you will, more similar to Hamšík because Bonucci did bounce around a couple clubs before coming to Juve. He wasn't a lifer at you know, like Totti was at Roma or Maldini at Milan. It says something if that's, that, that, that could have been your bandiera and he wanted to leave, you know, and that Dani Alves wanted his contract terminated. You know, there's, there's, some, there's some shine taken off of that new J. <laughs> that's, their, um, <laughs> that's their logo. Not looking um, as shiny these days, huh? No, not, not at all. Not at all from, from, from the off the pitch and, this, you know, and from some, what's, some of what's going on here in the summer. But... The way they'll remedy that is with, you know, there's still plenty of experience in that team. There's still plenty of know-how in that team. They're going to be fine. This is a hit. They'll get over it. It means they're going to play four in the back pretty much the entire season because our friend uh, Carlo at, um, at C underscore V underscore news made, a, made an interesting comment, said Juve, Juve with three in the back was effective because of Bonucci, because of his passing from back there, uh, played a huge part in why Juve were so successful as a three-man back line. Yep. Um, without that, they're going to have to play with four. So, He's right. um, which I very much agree with that. So that's Juventus. Now coming back to Milan. Okay. I mean, 10 new players, another one or two could certainly be on the way. You know, what does Montella do? Montella has earned, and I, I've said in the previous blog, we said in our podcast, Montella has earned the right to have this embarrassment of riches. He took a ragtag team by comparison last season and got them sixth and qualified for the Europa League. So a heck of an achievement that, you know, a lot of very good coaching performances in Serie A last season uh, that Montella just flies under the radar as a result. So he's earned this right. I mean, I'll ask you, with with this collection of talent, what's the best system for Milan? Oh, it's it's tough. I mean, given given the players they have now at their disposal, taking this current team right now, they could, you could do the stick with the 4-3-3. You could do... uh, Four two three one. Um, you could do a three five two. Uh, there's there's a lot of flexibility in there because they got players who can play many positions. I mean, now you have three good center backs. One's gonna have to sit for most of the time unless you try to play with three in the back. And then you got Conti and Rodriguez on the on the wings. Um, there's so many options for this team now, and it's good because they're gonna be playing in three different tournaments now. You know, not only Coppa Italia and in Serie A, but Europa League. 
So they're going to need the bodies. I mean, that's people were making fun of the Fabio Barini um, signing, but he's a depth player. You're going to need bodies playing all these different games. Um, so they're doing very well right now. And I mean, like I said, I think it's very flexible what they can do. There's probably three or four formations they could use and probably switch it amongst and during the game. It's because of what they have at their disposal. The question is, the biggest question for me is, do they want to play with the three center backs or not? Because, I mean, Bonucci and Romagnoli are going to play. It's whether you're okay. trying to get uh, Muzaki, who I think you should get out there, because he's just, he's he's very good. I mean, he's him and Romagnoli are gonna, would be good together uh, to flank uh, Bonucci. So, and you need to have Conti and Rodriguez out there as well. So, I mean, I think a three-five-two might be the most logical thing to do, because um, you can attack more with the with the two wingers and then bring them back for you know really want to shut set up shop uh, in games when you got the leader ready and just try to close the door. So. Yeah, and you're. Your point about Musacchio, twenty-five million—they they didn't spend twenty-five million on him to sit behind Bonucci and Romagnoli. Exactly. Um, you know, so I, I envision, and you know, your point, positional flexibility. And you look at these new signings. Um, you know, aside from Andre Silva, who's a striker, and uh, you know, obviously Bonucci and Musacchio, who are center—you know—are center backs. But positional flexibility everywhere uh, in their signings. Uh, Chalanoglu can play, you know, a number of different positions across that attacking midfield he can he can work from the middle he can work from yeah. he can work from the flanks there's a lot of talk about his lack of pace that maybe he's not as effective on the flank do you need to be i mean if you put him on you put him on the right for example uh, let let on you <laughs> that's why that's why andrea, andrea conti's there you know he can he can bomb around him and provide the pace on the flank so kessie he can protect the defenders he can go forward he can do he he's you know, he's he's box to box. He's high energy. He's going to be that guy that at the end of the day, you're going to look at his heat map and you're going to look at his ground covered. And he will be the player that covers the most ground. Exactly. In this exactly. Eight to 10 miles a game. Easy. You know, that's going to be the energy and that's going to be the commitment that he gives uh, to the team. Andrea Conti can play as a fullback in a in a four, four, two or a four, you know, a four, two, three, one or a four, three, three. Or he can play as a wing back in a three, five, two. I mean, it goes on and on. You know, Barini, we talked about, got him cheap, and he can play two different positions. I think it's a three, five, two. Actually, I, 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 you know, let me take that back. I think it's a three, four, two, one. I think you've got, I think you've got your, um, with the current squad, I don't want to speculate about anybody else coming to the line. (laughs) Right. Um, but you go with, uh, you know, Donnarumma and goal, Gigio, not Antonio. Um, (laughs) we gotta be, Hey, we gotta be clear about that. They both on the team now. Now we do. So. Musacchio, Bonucci, Romagnoli is your back three. Conti on the right. Ricardo Rodriguez on the left. Kessie and Bilia in that in that middle. Um, and then you have Suso and Chalanoglu just a little further up, uh, with Andre Silva being the uh, being the striker in that setup. And then, then so, the question is, how do you leave Bonaventura out? You know, he's the heart and soul of that team too. It's, just it's so it. hard. There's so many options. That's just it. Look what you've just look what look what's been created here. You know, I mean, and there's yeah. there's a possibility that Suzo moves on too. Uh, there's rumors that he could get sold. I know that I saw a couple stories that Tottenham were interested. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, so it could be Bonaventura and Chalanoglu. I mean, you've got you've got so much flexibility. Barini can come some. Barini can still come somewhere into the picture. You've got guys that were with the team last season that can still give you a little something. Locatelli, if he stays, I and mean, there's talk that Juventus want to buy him now. Carlos Baca, I mean, if they somehow keep Carlos Baca, he's good enough for a spot start here and there. He's yeah. not the guy you're going to rely on. But, I mean, there's flexibility in this team, and Montella can come out in more than in more than one formation and can throw a lot of different things at an opponent. And I think that that's also, you know, what makes them what makes them dangerous. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see. 
A lot of eyes are going to be on that, uh, even though they won't have their full squad available. A lot of eyes are going to be on that friendly coming up on the 18th against Borussia Dortmund. Um, I mean, let me ask you this. Uh, with the signing of Bonucci, you know, people are saying they should give him the, the captain's armband. What's your opinion on that? No question. No debate. He's the captain. And here's my reasoning for that. And I'm glad you brought it up because that's what I, I'm, I'm looking at my invi- my script that I wrote in, in Invisible Ink. And I see we, we got to ask him. <laughs> well done, Richard. Good minds think alike. No question. No debate. He's the captain for me. And I'm going to, I'm going to give my reasons why this is not the Milan of the last five to six seasons. Okay. And with all the respect to Ricardo Montalivo and the respect that he has from the players in that dressing room, Jack Bonaventura, Ignacio Abate, this is a, this is a new team. Okay. And this is a new project. This is a new adventure and it needs to be led on the pitch by a man who has been in the most meaningful games. Leonardo Benucci has been in the most meaningful games as a player on this roster and it's not even close. Second, second is not even close. Um, who might be second anyway? Uh, you'd have to Ooh, think. Yeah. You'd have to. You'd have to think pretty long and hard about that. Yeah. So Salonoglu, you're not. But you're not going to give him the armband. No. And I think that that'll feed off. And I don't think that you know a player like Montalivo would be disrespected. I don't think that you know the Abates and the Bonaventuras of the world would be disrespected. You know, I think that the statement gets made. Montella has said in the press conference. He says he hasn't. You know, there hasn't been a decision who captain's going to be yet. But right, right. for those reasons, you bring him here, you bring him to Milan, uh, make him the captain. This is a totally this is a totally new team. This is not the, the watered down Milan that uh, that Milanisti have had to endure the last few seasons. What do you think? Well, Milan need a winning mentality. Bonucci brings that. No one else on the team currently can bring that. I mean, he it's such it's such you know the experience he has is so important. I mean, yes, Montalivo is good, uh, good. The team loves him and stuff like that. But you need that winning mentality. The only way you're gonna get become good and stay good is from a winning mentality. Bonucci brings that. He has that drive. He wants to win the Champions League. He he, I mean, he wants to be the best. I say you make him the captain for sure. I agree, hundred uh, percent. And you make you know keep Montalivo, Abate, and Bonaventura as vice captain. Yeah, you have three. I don't know, but I say go for it. Um, but Bonucci has to be the captain. I mean, he will be the leader no matter what, just because of his experience and his his talent level, his skill level. Um, people are going to listen to him no matter what. So might as well just make him the captain. And you need someone who's you know him and with him and Belia mostly. More importantly, they're the veterans of, the, of that team right now because most of the players they signed were under twenty three. You need you know veterans who are going to be able to tell you guys what to do in certain situations. You know when things get rough out on the pitch, those two are the ones going to be calming people down. Um, so, you know, without a doubt, I think Bonucci should be the captain. But it's going to be, the, the hardest part is going to be Monte, um, excuse me, uh, Montella. Uh, how does he play that with, I'm sure Montaliva is going to be fine with it, but, you know, it's still a delicate process, you know, saying, you know, treat it with kid gloves, you know, how you say, say, hey, you're not the captain anymore. This guy's going to be captain, but I'm sure he'll be fine with it, you know? You know, that, 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 that has been a, that has been a talking point. I know that that has been a debate and I, I, I say, make him the captain you're, you're, you know, it's a new Milan. It's a new era. Uh, you know, set the tone with, with, with the player that has been, that has tasted the most success. Boy, incredible to see, uh, at least the quality is there, uh, from Milan now. And, uh, you know, it's got to translate to the pitch. There might be a couple of ugly moments here in these first few games. They've got their landmark signing in Leonardo Benucci when all along we were thinking it's going to be the, you know, a striker like Aubameyang and Obelotti or somebody like that. This is beyond expectation. What, Marco Fassoni and what Max Mirabelli have done <laughs> with the Chinese money wow. has been beyond expectation. And uh, it's uh, if, if, if this is what they can assemble 
in a Europa League season. Just think about <laughs> if they qualify for the Champions League next year, think about what they're going to be able to attract. Yep. It's just, every big it's, name. Every big name. It's scary. It's it's really scary. So, well, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of The Globe. We do thank you for taking uh, a little time to uh, listen to Richard and myself. We'll do a uh, social media check for you now. Richard, uh, where can they find you? At R underscore Carmen. That's K-H-A-R-M-A-N. Excellent. And uh, anything you've got uh, coming up in the blogs on uh, World Football Index for the uh, for the listeners to maybe take some interest in? I mean, there's apparently there's been a lot of things going on in Milan lately, so I think I'm gonna have to write a little thing, a little piece on Milan with this, all this craziness <laughs> happening. I don't know about you. What about you? Um, yeah, I've got to. Um, I'm going to uh, give an updated, uh, you know, preseason Serie A prediction. I, I I did one in June. Now I'm going to do one here in July, and then I will also do one a week uh, before the season begins. I'm pretty much going to stick with that. I might also kind of a a, a transfer um, uh, update blog, just kind of giving opinion on. Uh, the the moves that uh, each of the teams have made because uh, you know while Milan are the story there's some pretty interesting things flying under the radar in Syria. Go check out what Atalanta have been doing uh, yeah. with some of the money that they've made on the players that they sold, for example. Uh, so we will certainly bring that up. But I'm at FTC underscore 21 on Twitter. Uh, you can also find my blog, The Calcio Consultant. Uh, and then Richard and I are co-hosts of Syria Sit Down. We have a page on Twitter at Syria Sit Down. You can also find that. Uh, on Instagram, uh, same handle, uh, and uh, look out for us to give a preseason pod here in the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, I think we need to try to get some of this transfer activity to die down first, right, Richard? Yeah, there's way too much going on right now. <laughs> no. Uh, we're going to record something, and then uh, it's going to get released, and it's already going to be old news. So <laughs> the joy of the silly season, right? On behalf of uh, Richard, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to us. This is The Globe, a podcast delivered by World Football Index. Talk to you next time.